Hey, this is John Reap from the Country-ish Podcast on the All Things Comedy Network. No sports? No problem. My bookie offers the latest and most popular sport game titles and state-of-the-art software. No need to leave the comfort of your home. It's all at your fingertips. Featuring a truly flawless live casino, complete with professional dealers, as well as a large selection of classic and progressive slots games, plus the greatest selection of video poker variants. They really do offer something for everyone. Take advantage of their daily promotions for the casino, which includes bonuses, cash backs, raffles, free chips, and free spins for you to increase your chances of winning every single day. Also, you can put your skills to the test in their latest free blackjack and slots tournaments, which includes a free 10K prize pool blackjack tournament. Stuck at home? Don't even sweat it. They got you covered. Join now and start winning big today. Sick and tired of getting the runaround when you ask for a payout? My bookie pays fast when you win. With decades of experience, great customer service, and hassle-free transactions, why would you bet anywhere else? Visit mybookie.ag and use the promo code ATCCASINO for a 150% bonus on your first deposit. Bet with the biggest, win with the best, only at my bookie. Want entertainment designed just for you? Then check out customizable streaming TV from Xfinity. It makes your life simple, easy, awesome. Xfinity gives you customizable streaming TV options. Enjoy the most free shows anywhere on any device and even access your streaming apps right on your TV with X1. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. What's up, fool? Welcome to the What's Up, Fool podcast with Rodrigo Torres. Yeah, man. And over there sporting her burgundy suit. <laughs> I'm not on camera. <laughs> Looking like Housewives of New Jersey. Yeah, she's a track suit. <laughs> wearing a track suit. She used to be married to one of the Gambinos. <laughs> she took over when the other woman got locked up. That was funny. I was seeing the little uh, story about the Gambinos. What happened? Well, the other side of Carlo Gambino, that's where the why Castellano got made, because that's his mom's side of the family. I didn't know that. Gambi- Carlo Gambino, the original one. He kept it all family, huh? Like yeah, he, he came from Sicily. Like he only the, uh, the people that were like captains were all part of the family, huh? Yeah, that's why when Homeboy did what he did, John, John Gotti, Gotti, he was from the street, like thug to the core. He took that power, dog. Well, so was Carlo Gambino. Yeah, he but he like he wasn't loud, dog. Never on any recordings. Never on the phone. None of that stuff. Killing people with a blink of an eye. Huh? Yeah, dude. He was ruthless, dude. Smoothly. He wasn't, he wasn't even tall. Little guy. Big old beak. Calling shots. Yeah, man. Making it happen. You know how he came up? How, fool? Um, Carlo Gambino came up, I think, during World War II or World War One, Because he, came, he, was, uh, he came from Sicily. Right. He was like, um, and they were giving out, um, um, I think, um, during the Depression, they were giving out money. Um, 
food vouchers, uh-huh. right? And that fool got a whole a bunch of food vouchers. And that fool was selling them, dude. Like that's... a lot of food vouchers during the depression. He, that's where he got a bulk of the money? He got a bulk of a lot of money out of that. He was making gang of money. Because he's the original, one of the, the original five families in New York, right? Yeah, so he saved up that money, you know, because he was like, a, he started small, bro. Like, he was, he came up with um, Lucky Luciano. Right, right, right. And the five, the original five families, but he was like a smaller dude. Like, he was like. An underling. Underling, but he was there, bro. He was there, in bro. In the mix. In the mix. So that's how he came up. And later on, when he, when um that dried up, um, the Bull State Act, bro, when they, um, Prohibition. They they mentioned that, dude. Yeah, the Prohibition, so that food started making money. And, um, you know, like, um, they used to, the way they made money was, um, they would transfer, um, I guess, um, they were bootlegging and, like, like smuggling alcohol, man. Right. But they were, like, put in, like, in boxes with salt. Then the salt would come out, and then the, bo- the boxes would just pop up, and they would look for them. So that's they, how they would smuggle that in yeah. trucks or what? No, they'll throw them in the ocean. Like they'll throw them in the ocean for, to like off a boat because sometimes they will like take boats or they'll take trucks too. Drag racing got started, bro, because of prohibition. Right. Well, because of hillbillies, bro, they used to fucking take all that moonshine up north. Remember that uh, movie with uh, Richard Pryor, Grease Lightning? I never remember that. Pam movie. Greer was in it with him. But he was like, back in the day, he was uh, smuggling moonshine. That's when he became a race car driver. All in the little hick areas. That's why I'm in uh, um, Dukes to Hazard, Uncle Jesse, you never saw him anywhere, bro. That fool was on house arrest for moonshining. Are you serious? Yeah, when you look up the Wikipedia. Yeah, the whole, <laughs> the whole thing was them running because they were moonshiners, and that's why they weren't allowed to cross the state line and all that. Really? You got yeah. Daisy Duke over here. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't like hick. We prefer the term hillbilly. Thank you very much. <laughs> she said we. <laughs> Now, nobody really says Hicks, just Bill Hicks. Nobody says Hicks. But, um, they say Rednecks. I think Redneck is the preferred. For but Boss Hall, he was man. a real boss man. Like the original, yeah. like he, his character must, must have been based off some some other movie like that. That's funny. I man. wish I knew the history. On what? On Boss Hogg and like who that's. Oh, Boss Hogg. He was also <laughs> a bootlegger. I think, yeah. I and think he used he, to work for Uncle he used, Jesse. He used to work with Uncle Jesse. He used to work yeah. with Jesse, but when Uncle but Jesse got But he became a legit, like a politician. Yeah, and, and Uncle Jesse got locked that. up, mm-hmm. and, and um, he didn't he didn't sing, bro. But they told him that he could be, he's not going to go to jail, but he can't start bootlegging again. And um, so um, I think the, the Dukes, the, the, his kids... Actually, bootleg. Yeah, they're, they're, they're actually running alcohol. And they're not supposed to leave the. Ca- they're not supposed to leave that area. Mm-hmm. That's why every time they leave their county, they get chased. Mm-hmm. And and again, like you know, becoming good drivers and being fast mm-hmm. and ditching the car. Yeah, them <laughs> dudes. Yeah. yeah, damn, that's a tri- trip. Like you watch it as a kid, you don't even think of that. Dude, you know, when you watch it as a kid, like you don't know the Confederate flag was for the Confederate soldiers. Hell no, I thought it was for the their car. That well, was I, for the General Lee. I used to wear. A, <laughs> I used to have a shirt with a General Lee. I had the car, dude, but I used to like to see those fools jump. Dog. Yeah, I think Yeehaw! that's all those boys like. Yeah, and if something it'll stop halfway, and get out the guitar, would be like, now how them dudes gonna get up this peril? <laughs> That full swore, dog. It's funny. I saw some uh, article on Tom Wopat, who played Luke Duke, and he, recently, and I guess he was accused of some sort of like inappropriate sexual behavior with somebody. Um, this was before all the celebrity things started coming out, and somebody had the head had that headline. Now, how are these Duke Duke boys gonna get out of this one? <laughs> Sam <Yeah>. Dukes. <laughs> dude. Damn. Dude. I remember I used to watch Dukes at Hazard, dude, every Friday, dog. Like I had that was my routine. Eight o'clock. Wonder Woman. Oh, nine, yeah. o- nine o'clock. 
Welcome to Hazard. Damn. And then Wonder Woman got canceled. And then it was nine or eight o'clock, Incredible Hulk. Then nine o'clock, Dukes of Hazard. And after that, was either Dallas or Dynasty, but I was gone. <laughs> Dukes of Hazard was CBS, wasn't CBS, it? CBS, yeah. But then Wonder Woman, I thought that was ABC or. I think Incredible Hulk, Incredible Hulk was not on CBS. Then. I think Incredible Hulk was NBC. But I will switch channels then. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Just never got up. <laughs> just that I will. I will look up and then change the channel. Yeah, I can't remember exactly, but, but yeah. Dukes of Hazard come up and. I, I I forgot that I used to watch CBS because uh, that channel never came out good, bro. <laughs> Growing up, we need an antenna. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, man, those those are my shows, man. Dukes of Hazard, and then um, they changed. I guess I don't even know. You know, when you're a kid. You don't understand what's going on, man. Like you, like you turn the TV on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why are Bo and Luke's brothers? Why are they not here? Where the fuck? Why are their fucking cousins here? Remember they switched them, Lisa? Yeah, what I didn't like their. <clears throat> I don't know. That might have been contract negotiations. Looking called? back or something, Strike. I can't remember the names. Yeah, that was like toward the end it of the show. It was Colt and Bo. No, Bo and Luke. Aaron, you know what's up, bro. <laughs> You, you, How you, you one of them of dukes. <laughs> he goes, I don't even know who Enos is. <laughs> I loved Enos. He was my favorite. He was Remember, a nice one. <laughs> he, was a, he was like the nice cop. He yeah. was in love with Daisy. Yeah, he loved Daisy. And Daisy used to use her sexy body to trick him. <laughs> and her pantyhose under her, her shorts. <laughs> she had pantyhose on. I never noticed that. Thing. Wow, her legs are tanned. Yeah. All the Three's <laughs> Company women, when they wore shorts, they had pantyhose too. It always bothered me. I, I used to have a Dukes of Hazard poster. <laughs> Bro, with... Um, with Bo and Luke and Daisy Duke right there. I used to stare at Daisy Duke. Then I got older and I realized, man, these fools have bulges. <laughs> I know. These side ass pants. I remember there used, were in a cup. There used to be solo posters of Daisy. Yeah. Yeah, man. There used to be solo posters of all those chicks. Yeah. That's when I started liking white women. <laughs> subconsciously, bro. Started out with Bionic Woman. I was influenced, bro. Linda Wagner. Lindsay Wagner, bro. Coy and Vance were, oui. were the other were the other cousins, and they were chased too. Yeah, but dude, there was a the Dukes has to be getting chased, but then there'll be like this black cop, bro. I think he was on two two seven. He was a sheriff of Chickensaw County. He was yeah. mean. He was tough, bro. He was like, uh, he was not bad. He was he was all good. Like he would arrest bald hogs. Yeah, he was like um, by the book. Jackie Gleason's sheriff in uh, Cannonball Run movie. I'm sorry, Smoking the Bandit. <laughs> Lisa got it corrected. I'm sorry, Smoking the Bandit. You're right. One or two. I was talking about Cannonball Run with Isaac this morning. Hey, back in the 80s, it was all about racing, huh? Hell yeah, it was all about being fast. Buford. Getting away from yeah. the cops. What else, dude, in the 80s? Then Captain America, right? Well, I was, you know, like, you were like being in your hotel room. And then you're like, you, you just leave the TV on. You start watching, you start changing, or you're about to take a nap. So you start watching whatever's on TV. Oh, hell yeah. Well, I watching Standing Tall with the, with, with the fucking rock. Walking Tall. Walking Tall. In uh, Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, man. Horrible they movie. Could've, they could've, oh, you didn't like it? They, I hate they, Johnny Knoxville. They could have done it heart. without Johnny Knoxville. They could just put anybody there. <laughs> they could have put David Spade in that room. <laughs> Movie was cool. He disappeared for like an hour in the movie, didn't oh, yeah. he? Yeah, where'd he go? When he beat up all those people in the casino? He fucked them up, bro. <laughs> that dude's a dick, huh? The drug dealer dude? Yeah. That dude was, was, a, that dude was born to be play dick roles. A little evil guy, huh? A little, oh. little blonde, white hair. Yeah, food. dude. Yeah, he was Lex Luthor in, um, in um, the Superman show. Yeah, 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 dude. What show was that? Um, Smallville. Smallville. That's it. 
Yeah, I remember that horror. By the way, um, um, Bo was in fucking um, Smallville. Mm-hmm. He played um, Clark Kent's dad. Yeah. And so what happened in Walking Tall? You know? Fool, first of all, man. <laughs> it's, it, wow, man. Nobody's going to just put, shoot that fool? Are we going to attack him one at a time? Can we all rush this fool? <laughs> That's the problem in movies, bro. That's what everybody gets their fucking last kick. Everybody rushes him one at a time. <laughs> Be real, bro. Rush him all at once. Like a Steven Seagal, man. Fuck. You ever seen the first, first movie? It was badass. <laughs> Above the law. Above the law, dog. That's that's right. The uh, the cousins, Vance and Coy, on Dukes of Hazard replaced them during contract negotiations. Oh, damn. But they were so unliked, so unpopular with fans, they were written out after 19 episodes. That's a lot of episodes. That's a oh, lot. Yeah. That's half that's a season. That's a whole season. That's half, almost whole Let me season, tell you about yeah. that, man. In 2017, those the original Boy Loose were never came back. They just fucking canceled the show. <laughs> yeah. Like, like he they basically pulled a Charlie Sheen without talking shit. Yeah. What they called again? Their names? Vance, Vance Coy? and Coy. Fuck Vance and Coy. <laughs> <laughs> and not only is that, I think they brought in their sister too. Sometimes. Oh, that sounds familiar. I didn't like the... But su- su- uh, supposedly, they lived on the farm before Bo and Luke came in, and then they left, and then they came oh back. That was the backstory. <laughs> and they tried the to make farm, them, like, man. bad boys worse. Like, uh, somebody said they were... They were younger and more better looking. Yeah, they were blonde and, and brunette and nobodies. They were nobodies. Where are they at now, bro? <laughs> Hating on us. <laughs> Imagine they were listening. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> they would, they're always like... Only in like in soap operas, what they introduce like this, that someone's gone. Like in the role of Lisa Esparza, it'll be taken over by Antoinette. Oh Scudder. yeah, I hated hearing that because sometimes your favorite actress, like sometimes uh, no Beth Miller. Yeah, like sometimes your favorite character would, who was a regular, was sick or something during during filming or taping, so they would put somebody in and they would announce it, and I get so mad. Hated that. And Kendall, like Kendall, okay, Kendall on All My Children. She was played by Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh... This part is brought to you by Tide. <laughs> and All My Children over here, dog. I watched All My Children for 30 years. Uh, I did as a kid. I watched the Latino up. one, All My Mijos. Oh, my God, dude. I don't think I've ever watched a soap opera before. Yeah, my mom watched it, so I watched it. But um, what's her face? Erica Kane's daughter was named Kendall, right? And she was played by, and originally played by... Um, the girl who married Freddie Prince Jr., um, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Killer. Yeah, and she was. I really love that. It was chick. before she played oh, Buffy the Vampire I Slayer. Love badass. <laughs> it was before Buffy the Vampire Slayer and before she got famous. So this was her first thing, which was a teenager. I hated her so much, and I used to see her in Soho smoking. Oh, she's a cutie, huh? Oh. Buffy. Sarah Michelle Gellar. Uh, <laughs> Some girls don't like that little that little head, huh? Why not be so? Felipe, when you gonna talk, dog? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I will back out now. Oh that's, my all, God. that's all good. But yeah, man. It all depends, you know who you hang out with? They're gonna start watching the, the the American soap operas. Because man, once you get into it, you're into it. And, and and then like um, the the Spanish soap operas, these don't end. These yeah. continue. Yeah, that's the thing. That's I didn't understand that about novellas that they end. After a while. After a while. And then you just, those characters are dead or gone. You I don't know? understand why they do that. Like, could we continue this saga for another 20 years? I know. You could. You could. Uh, but what, they just keep rebranding into Like Betty shows. La Fea. 
that other soap opera that has Luke and Laura. I never even know who Luke. General Hospital. They got yeah. married. But didn't they, they go the from like young to who old? Lost all his hair. They kept coming back. Yeah, they were always welcome back. But he did. He went off and did UHF. Which he played was, bad guys, dude. But yeah. well, I used to watch when I was living um, with my baby mama. We used to watch <laughs> Loving at eleven o'clock. Uh, yeah, that was, that was a half hour. It was eleven thirty to twelve. Eleven thirty to twelve. Yeah, and then, the and then another world. Well, the news or Days of Our oh, Lives. Turn the channel then. Days of Our Lives. <laughs> I used to watch Loving, Days of Our Lives, and Another World, I think. No, not Another World. I forgot which one it was, but there was a mean guy. His name was Stefano. That's General they, Hospital. General Hospital. Oh, Days of Our Lives. Days of Our Lives. Thank you, Aaron. Who's the one Thank on you, General Hospital? Remember Patches? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, used to, I was all into it, man. They couldn't oh find God, Patches dog. disappeared in a storm, bro. Patch. And Patch. He just. I, I thought I want. Dude, I got like. I want to be that fool, dog. I thought he was so cool, but then he had a nemesis, dude, that kind of didn't like him, and it was Donovan, and, and he ended up being like the main guy, the nanny. The British was, guy. The British guy, Donovan. Really? And then know. later on, bro, like. Soap operas in the like the English one get so into it that they they they, they somebody in the episode always has an evil twin brother somewhere. <laughs> somebody like right now, there's a nice Felipe brother somewhere out who doesn't drink, doesn't do anything, man. You know, not married, lives by himself, like a nerd. But he's black. He's black. <laughs> he's a jazz player, but he wears a cap. This is Bizarro Felipe. Yeah, but yeah, like because because uh, later on, I think Donovan had an evil brother that showed up out of nowhere. <laughs> Kid daughter. Who's nice? Yeah. No, oh, no, mean. he was the evil he was one. A jerk. Oh, okay. Yeah. I so never we, watched that show. So we thought Patch died, right? Then later on, like it was like the season finale. That fool shows up and all fuck all tore up at the beach. <laughs> the patch was in the other eye. In a whole new life, bro. Really? Yeah, man. So I watched that for a long time. Like Lisa, man. Lisa knows her soap opera fools. We were watching movies. We could watch a porn. She'd be like, hey, I think I'm a general hospital. <laughs> I only watched... Dirty debutantes. <laughs> I only watched like, uh, the Mary, ABC like, ones. Like the girl that married to... Um, she's married to um, the Black Eyed Peas. That, what's that chick name? Oh, yeah, Fergie. Uh, she's married to a, her soap opera Josh star. Dumel. Oh, really? Josh Dumel. He was on her Vegas. Her He was on Vegas, too. The TV show Vegas with James Caan. He was on that show. He was my man crush for a little while, but then he got his teeth Fuck fixed. Fuck that guy. You <laughs> wanted the old teeth. But then he got his, I liked his old teeth. They, were, they had character. But he got his teeth all I got my teeth fixed cap. for nothing. Somebody punched so, me. Soap operas, I never watched one, dude. Bro, they're all waffles, bro. They're all good looking, bro. I mean, Emilio, Emilio Rivera. Who yeah, had, he was. Uh, Santa right. Barbara. Santa Barbara. Really? I just thought that's what like women, like ladies that had kids would watch when they would go to school and the husbands would go to work. They're dramatic. Yeah, but the kids end up watching them. That's how I ended up watching it. Really? It. I started watching it at yeah. five or six years old. I was you watching do, it. You get into it. Yeah. I remember that little hourglass. These are the days. Of yeah. that was, that's, <laughs> that's the only thing I remember. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I was like, what the fuck? I'm going to ride my bike. And now, these are the days of your lives. <laughs> yeah, dog. I didn't know they were all so, like, they're all invigorating. They're all beautiful, bro. <laughs> there isn't an ugly fool. Even if you're, like the, even if you're the rapist. Of the, of the soap <laughs> opera, you're like, you know what? I can see how she could have led him. <laughs> a handsome rapist. They're all handsome, bro. Hey, um, didn't Denzel Washington come out of a soap operas? George Clooney? Uh, George Clooney, I don't know, but George Clooney was on a show called about um, St. Elsewhere or so. Denzel was in St. Elsewhere. Okay, and that's a soap that's opera? A medical drama. Medical drama. Like, 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 it was like. Oh, um, medical drama. Yeah. Kind of like that show, Um, I don't know, some show on. um. 
Felicity? Felicity? Drama? I don't know. Grey's Anatomy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think he died in that, in that show. Oh, damn. He became a ghost. <laughs> An image. That was, that's, that's always that's always like um you know um that always sucks how huh, when you're when you're like on a show you, you watch the show and your favorite character dies oh and you want that food to come back but then he come back like a whack ass ghost. <laughs> I even watch it again, dude. Yeah, man. So you never watch like soap opera with your mom novelas? Nah, well, dude, I would see it. Bro, I those mujeres un camino. I just see the intro. I was like, oh my god. Dude, they paid Eric Estrada so nasty money, much money. To play um, Dos Mujeres Un Camino. That was a mean old show. He, he had sex with both of them, bro. That ended up being Dos Mujeres Un Pepino. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's the ultimate um, scandalous thing for someone to do with, with someone who get, gets caught cheating. They put you in a meme like that. With the chick you're messing around with and the chick you're with, Dos Mujeres Un Pepino. <laughs> well, the soap opera that Eric Estrada was in was called um, Two Women, One Road. We call it two women, one female. Yeah, that was the nineties, uh, huh? They paid him so much money, and you know he couldn't speak Spanish. Puerto Rican guy couldn't speak Spanish, that they had to um, he had to learn his lines in Spanish, but he never actually learned how to speak Spanish. Like all his Spanish is "Tu sabes," real quick. Oh, he's faking it. I bet you he is. He's from this. Where's he from? Cali or East he's Coast? He's from the East Coast. What? What? I guess. <laughs> That's funny. When you meet one nationality, you start thinking about other nationalities. Like, hey, bro, you're Vietnamese? Do you know that guy from the last couple of standing? <laughs> Duck something? Yeah. That fan. I was going to say tan fan. Tan fan. What's up, people? This weekend, this Friday, tonight, we're in Salinas, California. We're at the Fox Theater. The show is sold out. What? Oh, yeah? Dude? There's like 45 tickets left, but if you're trying to get two tickets together, they're not together. Okay. They're not together at all. They're separated. Like, you got to sit in the front and I got to sit in the back. And this Saturday, Bakersfield at Fox Theater, there's some tickets left. There's some tickets left. I'm not sure how many. December 14th through the 17th, Addison Improv in Addison, Texas, Saturday night, sold out show. I think almost, just almost about. sold out, bro. Never happened, huh, bro? Crazy, dog. It been sold out when we were there, right? Yeah, yeah. They'll they'll get sold out. I think but like I mean, one or two shows have sold out, but never before you gotten there. Never, Not never. Yet. Right. Thank you, HBO people who watched it. Also, in January, I'm coming to Boulder, Colorado, Portland, Oregon, Chicago, Illinois, New York, New York, Palm Springs, Coachella, California, Tucson, Arizona. Check out FelipeWorld.com tour for all shows. And dates and ticket links. Shout outs to these fools, Rodrigo. Maloso underscore Zacatecano. Thank you very much, Big Dog. Who wishes the podcast could be longer. Gunt Thriku. Listening from the Czech Republic, even though he's Mexican. Shout out. Czech Republic. Check, check. Better check yourself before you wreck yourself. Right? Give us some Joy Coco, bro. They miss it. And be messing around over there. They'll put you in that Russian Greco move, squeeze some fucking hummus out your ass, and you're done. I, mean, <laughs> I got into a new show on Amazon, bro. Really? For yes. what? The Americans. 
No, I'm still watching that shit, bro. Okay. It's he, badass. It gets better, huh? You been watching it? Dude, I got the first episode. That shit was long. Oh, dude, it's all into, okay, uh, okay, okay. introducing everybody. I'm going to watch the next one tonight. Oh, man, you got to watch it. What's the new show you're talking about? Oh, man. I, I, I like watching shows, man, of places that I, I just want to see. You know, like, you watch a travel show, and you see everything that's real. Oh, fool. Before we get to that, Anthony it. Bourdain, bro, he, he has a little evangelist show, right? Uh-huh. When he, he, he filmed his show in Los Angeles, he went to Boyle Heights. And he interviewed um, Al Madrigal, right? right? And they were eating somewhere. And then Lots he interviewed um, Daniel Trejo. Okay. And he interviewed um, Mr. Cartoon and Esteban Oriol. Okay, probably right downtown. And he interviewed some people from, from Boyle Heights. They, they go on his jog. But he interviewed some guy that he only spoke to for like maybe 10 minutes. That he sh- that sh- The whole show should have been around this guy. This guy was one of the cops from the Rampart Division. Shut up. Straight up Chicano, bro. He spoke for a little bit, bro. And he... He he threw cheese in the in the in the conversation, bro. We gotta get that guy on a podcast. I gotta find out who his name, and we're gonna have him on the show. But anyways, this fool started talking about that, um, which I never really knew. He said that the whole that Denzel Washington movie Training Day. He goes, it's all based on a cop from Grand Park. Really, a brother too? He goes, I don't know. He didn't he didn't mention name, but it was all based on on a real situation that happened in Rampart Division. He goes, I was caught up into in all that shit, dude. And he, he just started talking. That's awesome, dude. Luke. What's up, foo? Have What's a seat, up? sir. So a new show I got into with man on Amazon is called um, well, so I watch travel shows, right? So this show is based in 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 um Greenland, in Iceland. It's, it's a cop show. So you know how you watch something, then they tell if you like this, you might like that. So they told me if you like Fargo, you're gonna like this show. And I realized why they they chose that show because they based not because on the content. Because Fargo is cold as hell, right? So they saw snow. Oh, Greenland. So they show it in Iceland. So they show it basically they found a dead body and there's a big ship coming in. So everybody in that ship can't get off the ship. So the whole episode is about, the whole series is about the murder and somebody. It's like murder in the Orient Express, but in the ship. And it's all Iceland and it's snowy, bro. Like all white snow. Well, they're investigating and all yeah, that Yeah, man. What's it called? It's called Trapped. Trapped. Okay. You know me, man. I find weird shows, and I want to get into them. Like, I like to watch shows that nobody's watching, cause I think they're funny, man. Yeah, and well, I need some new shows, dude. Like our guest, bro. <laughs> that fool, a detective in France. Oh hell yeah, bonjour, <laughs> bonjour, mela, mela Oh, that's Italian. <laughs> Next door. What's up, fool? You're excited, dog? About oh, please, bro. I've been excited since the last week at uh, me too, Ontario bro. when we seen I, him. I, I've been wearing the same sweater since so he gave me a hug. I'm like, <laughs> I've been taking it off. I got the same shirt. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Look good in it. Thank you, bro. <laughs> oh, man. Is there, is there so fires good. by your house? No. Well, there was a fire to River Bottom last week, supposedly set by homeless people. That's out. But no, there's no fire. just mad winds. There's fire in my house, bro. Fucking Thousand Oaks. They, na- they named it to, they're going to rename the city to a couple of oaks. <laughs> no shit. Real soon. <laughs> This shit keeps up. It was a fire, bro. On the fire, bro. There's people out there already getting. Um, there's people that t- are telling me to already claim um, false claims for fires, even though there's not a fire in my house. Yeah. Some guy told me because <laughs> I woke up in the morning. He said I looked in the bottom of the pool. It was all black, full of ashes. Then my Lyft driver, some Armenian, had to <laughs> say that he said, "My friend, you could file a claim. You have ashes on your swimming pool. Maybe get seven thousand dollars for cleaning." It's not gonna cost seven thousand dollars. Our guy would do it for like two hundred bucks. Yeah, but you know Armenians know other Armenians. We know, know Armenians. 
my friend. What's up, fool? We have a guest today. Man, I don't, this, we are so lucky to have him. We haven't have a, 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 a guy with this many movie credits, and we had who? Emilio. Emilio, Emilio. Rivera from Southern Monarchy. <laughs> Emilio Rivera. Ah, uh, okay. My neighbor, old neighbor. That fool can make the rain stop. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to the mailman for you. Right here we have, come on, Rodrigo. Give us, introduce him, bro, with, with some. Sh no pressure, puppy. With no a pressure. New York accent, bro. Tony Soprano. Well, this guy right here, a lot of you guys may know, uh, yeah. it takes a lot of money on the breeding. <laughs> a true treasure, a gem. I hear the East Coast working like all the Latinos do. You sound like you have sleep apnea, but go ahead. <laughs> Absolutely. I got my mask on. I don't got the mask. Pero sabe que? Lo que está pasando aquí es un honor de tener este tipo aquí. Una estrella. Tremendo. Enorme. Por favor, señores y señoras, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome. Nueva York. From New York City. Low East Side, L.E.S. Over 300 movies. Please put your hands together for Mr. Boogie Nights. Luis Guzman. What's up, fool? What's up? Papa. Que pasa, mi gente? First of all, man, thank you for being on the show. Bro, oh, yeah, bro, it's an honor, bro. You're wearing me... a badass shirt, Basquiat right here? That's oh, it. Yeah. That's it. Bro, let me tell you something. John Basquiat. You're fucking badass. Am I allowed to say that? Yes. Am I allowed to say you that? Can say it over and okay, over. Okay, double time. You're fucking <laughs> double badass. Thank you, man. You know, I saw, I caught your show on Saturday, bro, and it was like, well, I saw I seen your your HBO special, first of all, okay. But seeing you live, I said, "Shit, man, this brother knock on my door at three or four <clears> in the morning. He's coming in. <laughs> he's coming in. We're staying up, y'all. We ain't, he ain't gonna stop talking here. Let's go, Dolly." Dale, you're, you're badass, and it's an honor for me to be sitting next to you. Oh, man. The honor is mutual. Right, Rodrigo? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And that we... was a great introduction, bro. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> Only for you, bro. Rodrigo's the king of the king of introductions. <laughs> He's the king of the roaches. Right. What's up, Rodrigo? With these fires, you think the roaches, everybody, everybody's scattering? Dude, the roaches <laughs> are, are gone. Su uh, survive a nuclear blast. That's the only thing that'll survive. No, no, they won't survive the fires, though. <laughs> I don't know, man. There was a house that burned down, okay? This was over there in Southgate. It burned down. We used to do the roaches, right? It was a little apartment building. We came back. They rebuilt the place. It still had roaches. If a, okay, over there I've, by Tweety. I've always wanted to I'm not this, even so messing with you. If they can the survive a nuclear blast, then why are, do you exist? <laughs> then what can an exterminator do for it? No, I, I think it's the way that the chemicals attach the money. exoskeleton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because if there wasn't you anybody... You mean because it's like a slow, ongoing process? What do you like, mean? Like you go the back, you keep going back and all that. Man, too. this this is a thing, man. In the end, oh, talk about roaches or Luis Guzman. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. This is interesting. This you is got, interesting. You, ladies and gentlemen, you have to keep your house clean. Of no, course. no, I got that's I, it. I, I got a theory though. Go for it. I got a theory. So New York roaches. Here, here we go. New York. Uh, we're not talking roaches though. We're gonna talk human beings, right? <laughs> okay. So back in the day, we get a cold for what two or three days. Yes. Right? Nowadays, that cold hangs down for what two, three weeks. Two right, weeks right. A month. Okay, a month. So it's like our immune system. It's shot. You know, anytime they give you penicillin on stuff like that, that's not working no more. The only thing that works is mezcal, tequila, <laughs> and good weed. That's it. You know that's what? That's it. Here in life, man, I smoke weed every day, bro. I haven't had asthma in my life. That's I haven't sick. had cold, flu, bro. Yo, you walk around I'm out here, ass. you go hiking, you develop asthma. <laughs> Stay indoors. The smuggler. For real, man, Rodrigo got cancer doing push-ups. <laughs> No shit? <laughs> no, nah, I'm just joking. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is fool. 
Oh, oh yeah, that, man. that was a fake cough, man, but I was convinced. <laughs> Tell you, man, this guy's an actor, bro. He knows what's easy. Oh, please. <laughs> so you're from Lower East Side? Lower East Side, wow. New York City. And actually, this guy here, yeah. he used to hustle off us yeah. back in the day. I knew his girlfriend. I worked. At, I used to live in New York, and I worked with... Jean Bosque. I worked with his girlfriend, well, former girlfriend, Suzanne Maluth. Okay. Who's a doctor and now. She, she's, yeah, she's a doctor now. But she was a manager of a restaurant back then. But she's a pediatrician, or no, pediatric psychologist actually. Now. Oh, look at that! But she was out on the streets with him and everything for years. And she's who is portrayed in the movie. I think is it Annabella Estiora who yeah. plays her? No, not Annabella Estiora. It's another woman named Faith something. Oh, I can't remember. But yeah. the woman who she portrays her. But yeah. Yeah, he was yeah. amazing. Yeah. So you grew up in Lower East Side. I, I was watching this um this old movie. Oh man, I was I was falling asleep. At a hotel room, and this movie was from like the nineteen seventies or nineteen sixties, and man, there was a shitload of fucking gangs in New York back then. Oh yeah, like they man. used to wear they used to call them the jacket gangs. They used to wear jackets like they'll say like vultures or something <laughs> or whatever, kind of like the warriors. Remember the warriors? Old school, yeah. old school. But there was like you can even walk uh, in a different part of the, kind of like what LA is now. But you can't walk on a different street if you're if you have like a, if you're Latino with a bald head. Somebody could hate you up and say, "Where you from, fool?" Was it that bad in New York? Uh it was that did, bad. Did you wear a jacket too? Yeah. What is jack? What, what, what was your group? Uh, my, I, I was part of LES Satan's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and your um, your jacket had a Satan in the back with a pitchfork dancing. No. Oh, cause I, cause, <laughs> cause I, our, I, I was watching a movie, right? And That's they were like, had. they were getting all these. They were, it was a documentary. Sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he made it up. I was, they yeah. Were, they were getting all these kids, right? And they were like, this. It goes, well, it, it was funny because there was a man, a white man talking, right? They were like, the movies are black and white. I was trying to get these juvenile kids, you know, to get off the streets, you know, maybe give them something productive, you know what I mean? We're gonna get these kids who are um, paint houses, you know. They show these kids painting houses, big ass with an afro. He's still wearing his gang jacket. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you wore colors. We used to call them colors. The, 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 we didn't call them jackets. We called them colors. We wore our colors. And so, like in my neighborhood, we had the Dynamite Brothers. We had Saints Blood, the Royal Javelins, the Sportsmen's. You know, um, it was something back in the days to belong to a gang. You know, but I used to always tell them. Dude, you don't even own the fucking block. What are you? What are you? What are you protecting? But it was there. But there were real rumbles. Oh hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah, man. I mean, you know, I mean, they, they, they used to be like a whole strategy before the rumble, and then we, and then we were sending the peacemaker to meet with the other gang's peacemaker to say, okay, we want to squash this or what. So we send in the peacemaker, and he came back all fucked up. There was no peace. Yeah, that shit was an all-out <laughs> war, huh? When I was a kid, I saw a movie like that with, um, it was, um, I forgot that guy's name, but he was in a movie called Wise Guy on CBS. He was an actor on Wise Guy. Ken Wall? Ken Wall. He was in a movie called The, the Wanderers. And, the Wanderers. And there was like a shitload of guys in that movie. And I said, God damn. And I was watching those movies. I was like, fuck, man, New York would be crazy, man. I'm never going to go over there. I'm going to get mugged. And I remember the first time in the Bronx, I kept watching my back, you know? Because uh, I keep thinking about the duckies, bro. Well, let me tell you something. Back in the day when you went to the Bronx, and this shit used to happen, I, I hated going to the Bronx, bro. Especially driving to the Bronx because we go, we go to somebody's family, we come back, let's go. 
It's two, three in the morning. Turn on the fucking car. The car don't turn on. Motherfuckers, you steal your batteries, man. Mm. And then some guy, what happened, Papa? Somebody stole your battery, man? Yo, I got one right here. And it's yours. And it's my fucking battery, that man. Happened to me. Happened that to you, happened to That happened to me in Ohio. First day of school, they stole my dad's battery. No And sure. then he went down the street to buy a new battery from like that salvage lot, and they had our battery. Did but th- people would chain their hoods closed. So people people don't know about them. the hood, man. We used to put a lock on our batteries. Our <laughs> no, that's yeah, right. no I, shit, I remember, right? Anybody remember that? Ever got stuff for their <laughs> remember that? Put a lock on it. Yeah. Before a car chain. alarms, your car had a lock in the front. Yeah. Man, if your car overheated, man, it'd be hard to open that lock, man. <laughs> I can't even find the lock. No shit, bro. My, my father's battery was taken one time, and that fool knew who took it, and he knocked in the house, and he walked in there, and those fools were smoking crack, and they just picked up his Sears battery and walked out. They do, dog. Pinchy Tony. <laughs> That's it. We don't have to worry about that shit no more. Or like, um, no lie, man, when uh, I remember listening to Tracy Morgan, and he, he was talking about when he got his real famous, and he was trying to move, he said that we moved that, he moved out at his house at 2 in the morning. Man, what the fuck? Who the house, who moves out at 2 in the morning? People in New York, huh? People in the hood. Yeah, people, to, yeah, people in the hood that don't want anybody to know where they're going. Yeah. <laughs> I did that. Yeah, he said they would have followed him. They I did that. Yeah. I did that, man. I came into some money. I'm not going to tell you how. But I came into some money, <laughs> and all my boys wanted me to take my father's car and drive to Las Vegas. And I said, let me think about it, guys. Let me think about it. I'll take a, we'll, we'll, we'll get together tomorrow. Bro, I got up at 4 in the morning, went down to the bus terminal, got on the bus, Slipped out of town for like a month. Nobody knew where I was. <laughs> Good for you. Me and too. I, and I kept all the money. <laughs> Man, you go. You ever go back to the neighborhood and you see the your, the people doing the same thing? Bro, bro, let me tell you about that. <laughs> let me tell you about that. So you know when 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 it got to the point that like people like began to notice who I was and I was making it. You know, one day I was walking down Pitt Street, and this brother called, yo, Louis, yo, what's up, Papa? And I'm looking, and it's like, oh, shit, this guy. And he's, like, calling me, and he co- and he comes over and says, Papa, how you doing? And then he goes, yo, man, you got 10 bucks? <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at him, and I said, let me tell you, bro, I got 10 bucks. You ain't fucking getting it. Because I remember back in the day when we used to, like, choose, like, who's going to be on who's basketball team. You never fucking chose me and your basketball <laughs> team. So I'm going to keep my $10, and Papa, I'm out of here. Fuck well, that. When, when he went last comic standing, somebody hit him up to see if they he would pay their rent. Get out. Because they they backed oh. him up one time in a fight years ago. Yeah. Back in oh, the no shit. So it's like pay up. Yeah, yeah he wanted 10 Gs. <laughs> God damn. Where's Get he the living? fuck out of here, man. He wanted 100 for every year. <laughs> yeah, Interest? man, because that, that guy, he didn't, even have, he didn't even hold no gun. <laughs> I was holding it. All he did was back up. Like, just, he was just standing behind me. Like, if, if something went down, he would have done something. But I ended up doing the, everything, bro. But, but no, I'll I be honest with you, though. It's like, you know, I, I go down to the neighborhood, and I still see a lot of my friends and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm cool with everybody. Everybody's cool with me and stuff like that. But I had to explain to some of my brothers down there. I said, yo, man, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the money tree and shit, you know? And uh, so I always take everybody out to eat, you know, something like that. I don't know if that only happens, like, in the Latino and black community where, oh, man, don't you forget where you came from. Like, I always feel like, I wonder if, if Jewish people are telling Seinfeld, man, don't you forget where you came from. 
Don't you forget about your rabbi here in, here in Brooklyn. I never heard that, but this is new to me. But you have massive peak with Jerry. But Latino, yeah. Latino, I think I think ethnic break bread, homie. Yeah, I think people who make it, who who are ethnic, I think these they're people, the fans who are that same ethnicity, feel like, hey, you belong to us in some way. You know, you you made it. It's like one of us making it, but they feel a connection, like. You know, you got to give back. You got that's why George Lopez is called a sellout. That's why they they call everybody a sellout who makes it to a certain point know, doesn't man. talk to certain people anymore. I heard, sellout. I heard I seen people say bathtub about Paul Rodriguez, and I'm like, dude, you, you didn't even know how much money he's donated over his lives. Oh yeah, that's right. You know how much good he's remember done. He for, good will. Remember he bust those people to the Laugh Factory. It was like a bunch of people from Ventura area, yeah, and they the and then that woman was like talking to him. He felt bad for her. He like stuffed a bunch of money in her pocket, like. He's he's constantly helping people. Well, you There's know what? No... I, I I'll be honest with you. I mean, that's the most important <laughs> thing, man. The most important gift that we have, whether we're actors, comedians, and stuff like that, is our is, is us being humble. Mm -hmm. You know, because it's like I never forget where I come from, and if I can help, I will help. I don't need to be asked to help mm -hmm. because you know I know what it is to ask for help myself because I've been there. I've been in those places, you know, and so you know you never forget, mm -hmm. you know, and 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 uh, people that do forget, man, you know that that this thing called karma, what goes around comes around. Mm -hmm. But you know, I don't have to deal with that, and you don't have to deal with that because, you know, we're grounded, we're good people, we're fucking crazy. But you know, we know we know our roots. So, I work with um, comedians from New York um, that that know you, well, they know you. Like I know, I work with um, what's that guy named Vega? What's his name, that guy? Vega? I don't know that. Oh, 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 uh, Tony? Yeah. No, he's a comedian. Two comedians from New York. One of them used oh, to uh, ride on John, on the busting and that show um, House of Bugging. House of Bugging? Yeah. Okay, who, John Leguizamo? Yeah, one of the writers. He, I worked with him on the, in El Paso, but I forgot, I forgot his name right now. John, Vega, he wrote for, he, Vega, he, 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 he wrote for uh, Chris Rock. He was, he was showcasing. Does, does, does he open for Mark Anthony? Yeah, he's a comedian. That, but, but so yeah. he does he does stand up during yeah. the Mark Anthony show. Yeah. Oh, you mean Mark Vieira? No, not no? Vieira. I know He's Mark. An older comedian. He was oh, he was oh, he was um writing for Chris Rock when Chris Rock was here. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know who you're Johnny talking about. Johnny Vega, right? I don't know. Wait, the Johnny? I'm gonna, I got now I gotta look it up, man. Oh, this is killing me. This is killing me. Come on, Lou. Even that we're this. Latino Laugh Festival together. Okay. No, keep talking. Keep talking. We're on Johnny the air. Vega. Then the guy from the El Paso show. Another Latino comedian. These three comedians are all good friends. The guy from Scarface, bro. What's his name? Uh, Richard Belzer? No. Oh, what's, what's Latino comedian. Oh, Latino comedian. Oh, oh, oh you you're talking Angel? about Angel, Angel Salazar. Salazar. Angel yeah, Salazar. Angel Salazar and these two other comedians, they're two, they're all good buddies. Yeah, Angel, Angel, Angel. They to start you. Angel they, told me the best joke ever, bro. What? Joey Vega. Joey Vega. Joey, 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 Joey. And there's another friend of his. I Look fucking love friend. Joey. Yeah. Joey, Joey's like real old school and shit, you know? But, bro, so... So one time we, we were shooting Calito's way, and so all the Latinos were hanging out and everybody's telling jokes. So this one brother, he steps up and he goes, yo, you know what, man? I know Puerto Rican judo. You ever hear that joke? You never heard that joke? I heard Mexican judo. Okay. Nice. Like, oh, see, you just fucking killed it for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I didn't hear what Moving he said. On. I didn't hear what he said. I know Mexican judo. <laughs> what did he say? Judo no, I got a knife. Well, you don't know if I got a gun or judo no, if I got a knife. <laughs> Angel Salas are funny, bro. Hilarious. Bro. One time we were we were all we were in I was doing Latino. I was called with Mike Robles. 
It was locos. Yeah, I remember was, that. It was que locos. And I was hosting a show. And we were all eating Chinese food, right? I wasn't, I wasn't even smoking no pot. I wasn't even drinking. It was Joey Coco Diaz, right. Angel Salazar, and some other comedians. And Angel Salazar looks up and goes, Papi, I, I don't know what I'm doing hanging around with you comedians. I should be inside that comedy club writing jokes right now. <laughs> That's what he's saying? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to see him. I'm going to straighten his shit out. <laughs> Yo, but you know, you know, like the funniest shit I ever seen in my life. Have you ever, you ever seen John Leguizamo's uh, one-man shows? I seen the one where he did a, like dressed, he does a character with like a woman. Oh, Manny the Fanny. Yeah. Bro, Manny the Fanny is by <laughs> far, but I, I saw that show. Live? I saw I saw it live, and it it was the last show, and so I, you know he he said come see my show, and so Manny the Fanny comes down in the second act, so I'm watching this, and and like I'm back, you know a bit, and so oh man who is that babe on the stage man oh <laughs> shit she must be warming it up for John the second half, and all of a sudden I look I look at the, that's fucking John. <laughs> Oh man, he did that shit so convincing. Come on, bro. I remember Homeboy from Mambo Mouth, that first little half hour HBO special. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that was the first time I saw him. That's when he did Manny the Fanny. Okay. It was doing Mambo Mouth, man. Funny, huh? Guys, guys, just looking at you guys right now, I don't know how you guys would look in drag, but. (laughs) Well, I I can show you, bro. I did a Target commercial. You did a couple things. I I did a Target commercial when I get there. I'm like, wait, nobody told me to dress up like a chick, <laughs> right? But then they said, but you got to play the mom and the dad and a little girl and a little boy. Okay, so I'm playing the whole family. Okay, not just the mom? All right. So, man, I look horrible, bro. <laughs> well, you kept your beard. I kept my beard, eh? <laughs> I look like the bearded lady. Yeah, you look like the bearded lady. <laughs> What's up after Madden? <laughs> so how did you get started in acting? Like, what made you be, want to be an actor? Or well, I what was, led you there? I was, I, was, I, was a, I was a social worker on the Lower East Side. And uh, I never. Where's my welfare check? No, I didn't do welfare okay. check. My 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 goal in my life, working with, I used to work with young people between 17 and 21, was to get them off the welfare row and become independent human beings. But anyway, what happened was one day two young people didn't show up, and I was walking down the avenue looking for them. I ran into a friend of mine, Miguel Pinero. He wrote this great thing called Short Eyes. They made it into a movie. It was an award-winning play in New York. And he said, yo, I'm ready for this TV show. They're going to come into New York. They're going to be looking for people and stuff like that. I went, I auditioned. Three weeks later, I'm, co- I'm co-starring on the season premiere of Miami Vice. That was like my first gig. I show up the first day. You're a cop? Week. No, man. I was a fucking drug dealer, bro. <laughs> Remember Latinos back in the yeah. 80s? Drug dealers? Yeah, we need another Latino drug dealer. So I was, I was, I was, playing, I was playing a freaking Colombian big-time drug dealer and shit like that. And, brother, all I wanted to get out of that... What was your character name? Oh, shit, that's a good one. Calderon is back. I don't know what Calderon. his name I don't know. I'll find it. Maybe it was Felipe. <laughs> no! No, so anyway, that was, that, was, that, was, that was like my first gig. And all I wanted to get out of it, brother, was enough money to buy me a used car. You know about this. So I can drive to Orchard Beach on the weekends and I have to take the train and then the bus. Because that was the only way to get to the beach back then. So I got the car and my best friend Eddie totaled the fucking car the next day. Damn. And that's how I started my career. Like Russell Peters says, fucking Eddie. 
fucking Eddie. You know, but um, wow, man, Miami Vice. But I went Damn. back to work after that, you know, because I I didn't know anything about the acting world. So I would get like little gigs here and there, and it would subsidize my salary. And then I did this great movie with the great director Sidney Lumet, who you know, in his own right, is an incredible legend. And uh, what movie was that? Huh? Q and A. Q and A. With Nick Nolte, Charles Dutton, Timothy Hutton, Armand Asante, uh, Patrick O'Neill. You know, old school kind of dudes. And then uh, a couple years after that, we did Carlitos Way. And then we was off and running. How about Boogie Nights? Boogie Nights came later. I love your character in Boogie Nights, oh, man. Oh, Because you didn't want to be a... It's like... like I, I felt like I would want to be that guy, man. Like, <laughs> look, just put me a little in, bro. <laughs> just, just, you just put me in the movie, and everybody back home is going to know that I'm the man. Cause yeah. Because I, I talk so much shit to them. I just need the little... A little one. To keep the hype And then going. they put you there, the bartender, man. That shit was hilarious, man. That, that that was like bad acting 101, which I yeah. always dream of doing. Yeah, because, you know, it's like the They're movie. They're porn stars. Right. It's like the movie in the movie. Yeah. So you're not supposed to act good. You're supposed to act bad. So when you're an actor and you get to act bad, that's like, yeah. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. And what what got you Carlito's way? What got me Carlito's way? Pachanga. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what got me. It's, it's, it's funny. So my brother-in-law and his cousin showed up to my apartment. At like six o'clock in the morning, they were fucking hanging out. They knock on my door and shit like that, and they found this 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 fucking beat up zipper leather jacket. I mean, it was fucking. I found one too. And they and and, and 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 they go and they go, yo, can I get that? So I wore that jacket to the fucking audition. You know what I mean? Because it was like pachanga, you know, down and dirty, from the hood. I went in, so Brian De Palma is there. Damn. You know, Bonnie Timmerman, Martin Bregman, you know, every, like, and I'm walking into the room and I start fucking doing my lines and fucking Brian De Palma starts cracking up. And I'm like, oh man, this motherfucker's doing my shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like that. Thanks a lot. Thank God. That was good, right? So, so, you know, I'm like, oh, motherfucker, he laughed, man. He, oh, man. So I got home, and this is back in the day when you got like an answering machine that you got to fucking press to listen to your message. So I, boom, I got home, pressed that shit. It was the casting director said, you are Pachanga. And I go. (laughs) I threw that jacket away. (laughs) I still got that fucking jacket, bro. It's going to a fucking museum. No, but that's how I got Carlitos way, for real, man. You know, I went in. I put that jacket on, you know, I wanted to exemplify. Well, well, here's the deal. You know, back in the day, back in the day in the neighborhood, we had social clubs, you know. And social clubs, you go in, you drink, you know, there's a pool table all the way in the back. And and it's like you go in there at 4 or 5 in the morning. Like when you come home from clubbing and you come back to the neighborhood, you hit the social club for like a little nightcap, right? After hours. That's where you would see all the pachangas hanging, all the wannabe pachangas. You know what I mean? So it was like, it wasn't a far stretch, you know, to, you just, you, you don't make that shit up. You just fucking live that shit, you know? How do you, um for like a lot of young actors, how do you um look at a script? Like what makes, what, how do you like know how I'm going to play this motherfucker? Like how I'm going to, where's this background? How do you come up with a backstory on someone? Like, like pachanga you knew, but like another backstory, like for example, 
You were in um, Crocodile Dundee 2, right? In what? Crocodile Dundee 2. Crocodile Dundee 2. Right. Crocodile Dundee 2, man. There was no fucking research to that. There was there was nothing. That was that was like that was like that was like feeling lost in a fucking foreign place. That's like, oh shit, man. They're fucking, we're not in Kansas. No yo, more. we're not in Kansas, man. We're like in the middle of like, holy hell. They put a bat on you, huh? Yo, let me tell you something, bro. Let me tell you something. We went. They took our asses to Australia. Damn, they had a budget. Okay. They could have put you next to any tree or whatever, right? No, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> we went. We All went. The way over there? We you went for the, for the oh. real deal. Yo, let me tell you something. We went to the outback. They build an encampment for us. Like, so like we're inside the fence, right? So the first fucking night, the park ranger shows up. You know. Hey, mate. Hey, mate. How are you, mate? <laughs> and and so the guy starts. The first thing he tells us is, he asks the group, okay, uh, if you're being chased by a crocodile, <laughs> what's the best way to get away from a crocodile? Everybody's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I go, run, motherfucker. <laughs> and he goes, okay, but how? Fast. No, no, but how? How? I'm just going to fucking, like, book it. And he goes, just so you know, a crocodile can catch a thoroughbred in a hundred yards. So you're meat, you're done. So he's like, a crocodile starts chasing you, fucking run zigzag because they don't, they can't fucking run zigzag. This is for you, Pac. Because you're gonna, you're gonna end up in Australia. You're gonna, you're going to Australia soon, okay? So fucking, you zigzag back and forth. So then I said, okay, so break that fool's neck. So then, so then the motherfuckers go, okay, next thing's up. Uh, out of the 20 most poisonous snakes in the world, 16 come from Australia. So <laughs> stay away from trees and bushes and don't be on looking on the rocks. I go, okay. This is your training. Who's this is your rocks? Training? Right? I got a right? rock collection like, back in the lower east right, side. Right, right. And then and then he goes, and and then and then he goes, about spiders. And I go, oh shit. <laughs> Don't go okay, what about spiders? Out of the 20 most poisonous spiders in the world, 16 come from a. So it's like, your motherfuckers hook on that 16 shit. <laughs> but, but, bro, for real, man, for real, back in when we were doing that movie, you got, if you got bit by a snake, you're done. Or, or a spider, it's like by the time they connect your phone call back home, it's like they're going to hear this. Bro, they're not even bringing you back in the car. I mean, <laughs> no, man. He probably said, okay, now we're going to talk about plants. <laughs> yeah, so, Out of 43 poisonous plants. Yo, yo, world. but let me tell you something, man. There was like, there was like this little <laughs> lagoon. Like, on the other side, of, like, they built a house for us to stay, right? So, Damn. right in front of the fucking lagoon that's on the other side. So you you always see like these logs in there. Those weren't fucking logs, man. Those were fucking crocodiles, man. At night you would flash your flashlight and you would see like these little marbly things. That was the crocodiles. Dude. Waiting, huh? Yeah, man. So yeah, I did that movie. So there was like really no planning, no like, okay, we were just lost. <laughs> we were fucking lost. Would you be any original Aborigine people? Yeah, we met some of those guys, and um, what are they like? Like African Americans or Native Americans? They're like they're like they're like the native 
people of Australia. But you know, here's here's a, it's it's really sad. It's really sad because you know the government there they lease their land to take uranium because they got huge uranium deposits, right? But the thing is, bro, I'm, there's no this very true story. One Saturday morning, we're driving to town, and there's a brand new car, and with the hood up, and these two young Aborigines, and they can't fix. So we pull over because you always pull over to help people, right? That's that's what you do there. And they can't get the car started and shit. And so I look in the back seat, man, it was fucking full of empty beer can. I mean, full. You know, like like there were like four cases full of empty beer cans. And they're like fucked up and it's like 10 in the morning. So, you know, I, I do the thing. I put my finger inside the carburetor and the car wants to start. And I'm telling the guy, come on, come on. We almost got it almost. And then I said, let me try it. So I go into the car and I look and the fucking thing said empty. And I said, yo, stupid. <laughs> you have no fucking gas. You ain't fucking going no place. So we have to drive to town and say, and because honestly, they, back then, they didn't pay attention to shit like mm -hmm. that, you know? So they had like a real big problem with alcoholism, just like, you know, Natives. here yeah. with the Native Americans and shit like that. And But you know what, man? These guys, get like $10 million check every year for their tribe. They built, the government built housing for them and they still want to sleep on cardboard. Because I mean, that's, you know, they, they, they're very primitive like that. But the beautiful thing was that they, when I first met, it was Chief John, that was the name, Chief John. And he looked at me and he embraced me and he called me brother. So I looked at the white Australians. I said, that's right, motherfuckers. That's how we roll here. You know, I didn't know back then, but yeah, that was my attitude. But uh, they took me, they took me on a hike one day and they took me into these caves and they showed me their Dreamtime paintings. And those Dreamtime paintings were like tens of thousands of years old. So, you know, it, it was a good experience that way. But like I said, it was also sad because no, this, I went to the supermarket one time and the chief was shopping, and he had his own shopping cart. His wife had her own shopping cart, and the kids had their own shopping cart. So their kids had nothing but junk food and candy. I don't know what she had, but the chief, man, he had nothing but VHS videos. <laughs> Porn. I was like, yeah, John. Yeah, man. <laughs> gonna get hot. Gonna get hot up in there in that house tonight, yo. Aborigines gone wild. Yeah. It's like, Papa, Papa, you better have three or four VHSs, man, because that shit gonna burn out on you. <laughs> Check your track. So, yeah, man. So, you know, that, that was an experience. One know? of the Aborigines was an actor, right? In the movie? Yeah. And, he, and he's like a famous actor in Australia. Yeah, Ernie, Ernie. He's a soccer player, maybe, right? I used to be, I yeah. think. Yeah. Oh, you I'll tell you a funny story. You ready? Yeah. So people like, you know, I, I, I'm always like pranking people. So there was a time that people said, Yo, so where are you from? You know? And I go, oh, yeah, I'm part Puerto Rican, part Aborigine. <laughs> and people used to go, people what what you wait, you Puerto Rican and Aborigine? How the fuck did that happen? Yeah. Well, you know, my father and I, I tell him with his face. Well, you know, my father, he was in the Merchant Marines, <laughs> and uh, he went to Australia, and he met my mom in the bush. <laughs> and he went back, and uh, he met up with her, and 
She said, hey, this is your son, and he brought me back. But she, <laughs> she couldn't raise me in the bush. And people are like, wow, man, that's really Puerto Rican. That's original. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's as funny as when um, they ask Tracy Morgan who your father is, and he says Ernest Borgnine. <laughs> Which is kind of believable. They, they have the same alike. face. They have the yeah. same face. Yeah, man. You never know. You never know. You never know. Who's your father, Felipe? Paul is drinking. Yeah? It, no yeah. shit? No. Okay. <laughs> but I, he's telling people that. It's my son. He's paying back my child support. Oh, my God. You've done stand-up comedy? I you, never. I, I, I we done I improv? I tell you funny. Well, I, 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 I improv anytime. Like, like I do this show, and it's like everything is scripted, right? So, you know, you're supposed to always follow the script. I'm always, like, just throwing shit in there, you know, off the top of my head. I mean, I love comedy. I've been asked to do stand-up. I actually did uh, an accidental 15-minute routine because some somebody, a friend of mine, asked me to introduce somebody at one of his shows. And I go, oh, shit, yeah, man, that takes 30 seconds. And so I came down... And I saw my name, and it said 15 minutes. And I go, <laughs> I go, it don't take 15 minutes to introduce this dude. It takes like 30, you know. So I went out, and I did a 15-minute. You were there, right? How was I? Oh, man. I, you know what? It was like the most amazing experience. I was like nervous as shit, you know. I said, this is going to be. But, man, the love that I got from that audience. and See you at the Microsoft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See you in New York. Well, you know, you know what I, you know how it started because I had just moved here to do a show, so I was living up in Glendale's, up in the hills. So the the so I said, so what I'm gonna want to say, so I'm gonna say the deer story, and the deer story was I came out one morning to throw out the garbage, and I look and there's like a deer like standing 20 feet away from me, and it's like okay, all right. So I turn back to the garbage can, I open the lid, and I slam it down. And I look, and the fucking deer is still there. So we have, like, this <laughs> unspoken conversation that went something like this. Like, I well, I looked at the deer, and, I'm like, the deer said, what the fuck? I'm supposed to fucking jump because you fucking did that? <laughs> and I said, nah, bro, I'm just new from around here. And the deer goes, yeah, I can see that, motherfucker. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I go, no, 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 no. You know, I'm not trying to stir shit up. And I said, well, get the fuck back into the house, the deer tells me. And I said, bro, just chill the fuck out, okay? You know, I'm trying to be friendly. And then all of a sudden, four more deers show up. And they're all fucking looking at me. I said, what? What? That's right, motherfucker. This is how we roll. <laughs> we ain't those fucking East Coast deer. We're West Coast deer. I'm like, oh, damn, bro. Well, look, I'm going to go back in the house. And the deer's like, you better, motherfucker, because we're about to pounce on you. So that was like my deer story. <laughs> but, bro, fucking deers out here ain't scared of they you. They ain't scared of shit. Coyotes ain't scared. <laughs> they ain't scared of you. They just fucking look at you and say, what? It's what? Like, it's like the rats in New York. You no look shit. And you go, bro, man, these would be a creek right there. Oh, yo, yo, yo. I, I, I'm going to tell you. I think I, and people don't know this shit about me, I think I own the record for kicking the most fucking rats. <laughs> Rodrigo? Have you ever kicked a rat? He's an yeah, I kicked a rat. He's an exterminator, though. How big were your rats, man? Right, those motherfuckers were like a good three, four pounders, Ooh. man. East Coast right here in Glendale? No, East Coast. Yeah, they're oh, okay. big. They're like cats out there. That's what I heard. Like I've never seen oh, yeah, but now they got these fucking super rats. <laughs> mm -hmm. Have you heard about those? What's up with that? Super rats that weigh like twenty pounds, bro. There's a documentary about those that motherfuckers are on steroids and shit. Yeah, man, fuck that. You got now. You got to walk around with a gun. They've learned to. They've adapted themselves. Yeah, man. Oh yeah. They live like 
They live like squirrels. How to do kung fu? <laughs> Doing yoga. No they live chance. like squirrels and stuff, and they like hoard their food, and then they like they're they're survivors. They're called javelinas. <laughs> no. No chance. Man, so you were in um, what was it like working in um the the um that that show where you play that um Colombian drug dealer? Oh, Narcos. Narcos. Was uh-huh. that shot in Colombia? We shot that in Colombia. That we, guy was actually the richest guy, huh? More rich than Pablo, huh? Yeah. Well, he, he, bro, the deal was, man, and it, it was crazy. El Mexicano. El Mexicano. He loved horses. Gotcha. Gotcha. Bro, you know, He's you, you huge. know, you know, you know, uh, they told me the story, you know, the, the group, Los Tigres. Yes. Know, right? Bro. So the Tigres and the Nota are like the Rolling Stones of Mexican music. Right. Right? Back. So this guy, Gotcha will fly them in so they can perform in his living room. So Gacha had like some girl that he's trying to impress and they're like, yo, play that song again. And they're like, pero señor, we, we played that song like seven times in a row. I'm paying you, motherfucker, play it again. And they played like 50 times, 50 right? times. And bro, he, they, would, they would get paid with money in shopping bags. Like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars in in cash, they didn't make that much in 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 five shows back in those days. I remember um well los los tigres norte right yeah I heard that story before by someone else from another mix another Tejano group in Texas that that happened to them, and um we worked with them actually we got to meet them uh, recently at the you you met them too at Tropicalia and their manager is his name is Jorge. And I remember asking him. No names, no names, no well, names. His manager, no name. his, the, the son of the. Yeah, he's the son. He's the son. And I asked Junior, him, actually. I asked him, bro, did this ever happen? But I didn't mention Gacha. I mentioned the other guy. El, el, Senor, el, el Señor de los Cielos? Yeah, what's his name? From the Mexican cartel. From the Sinaloa cartel. Whatever his name is, I thought it was that guy. So, so he thought actually, so wow, Chapo? Gacha. What? Not Chapo, somebody before else. That was a Carroquitero before that? Uh, Almuar something, bro. Anyways, he was, he was a guy that uh, the Kali talked to in the new Narcos, Narcos 2. Well, it doesn't matter anymore. Right. But, um, yeah, bro. But what else did you learn about the guy? Bro, so, so his, bro, what I learned was that. Gotcha. Gotcha. He was huge. He was bigger than Pablo, right? He, he was way bigger than Pablo. The only reason everybody knew Pablo was because Pablo wanted to be a politician, so he put himself out in public where the other guys were, like, under the radar. But, bro. The stories that I heard, it's like, let's say us four right here, that we're the cartel. We could be arguing right now. I said, Felipe, that $50 million that just came in today, you got to take that shit because I can't fucking find anywhere to put the $50 million I got last week. They will argue about, yo, I can't money. take that shit. You got to take that or do something with it. Bro, they, they couldn't hide that much. Bro, huh? they couldn't fucking hide that money, bro. They couldn't launder that much, bro. Bro, bro 50 these guys were making easy fit between between forty and sixty million dollars a week, God a damn. week in cash, you know. And where did that money come from? The USA. Because we like coke. Yeah. <laughs> oh hell yeah, man. Back in those days, hell yeah, bro. So um, I mean that's some of the shit that I learned. And they had, he must have owned a lot of property too, right? They owned everything, bro. They fucking owned everything. You know, Mike, the guy that I played was, like, really ruthless. You know? It, yeah, kids, it, huh? Huh? 
And he had kids, right? I I think gotcha. so. Yeah, he did. He did. You know, and but but the thing is, like, if I'm gotcha, and you and you were to ask me, yo, so how how'd your meeting go with your guys? And the guys, it's like that's the last question you ever gonna ask. You can never ask that, huh? You could you can never ask these guys questions. You know, you can just say hello, goodbye. That's it. Is it how's it going? Uh, okay. Because that was a that was that was a scene where um that 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 that, that prostitute asked you how did that meeting yeah go? that's right because you don't ask because any question like that what do you care you're looking for the feds oh yeah bro done, well, huh? they were they were like really paranoid too you know um but but you know it but you know it's like it's like you also understood one thing man that this country here had a real fucking craving for cocaine because you gotta understand back in those days cocaine fueled an economy not just the drugs because I, re I remember back in the day, it's like, you know, it's payday, you get paid, you go get a haircut, you go get an outfit, you take your old lady out to dinner, <laughs> now you're going to go club. clubbing, now you're going to be drinking, now you're going to be chipping in for an eight ball. So before you got to that eight ball, you have already spent all this money on all this. So that, that was like fueling an economy, believe it or not. Everybody was doing it, huh? Why disco Street. was so popular. Disco. Disco. <laughs> Polyester. Shit fueled the party. That's it. Did you ever go to Studio 64? I've never been to Studio 64, 54. but I've been to Studio 54. <laughs> Somebody help me out. Nah, bro, oh, next know, door. You I know went what? to a fake one in Vegas. Bro, bro, you know <laughs> what? 54 or 64? 54. I, bro, they're still fucking looking for Studio 64. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> but, bro, bro, I went. I, I was went, thinking of Summer of 64. <laughs> Yeah, the blackout of '64. But bro, I I, oh I went I, I went one, high. I went one time, I th oh, maybe twice. They let you in, my bouncer. Bro, no, I got in because my boys would uh, work the door. But the shit was, I wasn't impressed by it at all. It, it was, you know, it was a place that if you wanted to be seen, you know, I said fuck that, man. I want to go dance. I want to go, you know, pick up some girls and shit like that. You know, so we go to like our clubs, you know, where our people hung out. You know, Studio 54 to me was just nothing more but cosmetic and shit like that. Fuck that. That's not how we roll. Crazy, man. I read a book, man. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's the fastest book I ever read. I read this book in one week. No shit. And, uh, man, if they ever make this into a movie, man, you got to be in it. It was called Random Family. Oh, yeah. Tell them, Lisa, about it. Well, I can't tell I'll them tell them. Random Family, it was a book that came out in 1990-something about a... a a woman who was living in the Bronx with a Puerto Rican family, and she they was were, like a social sociology social, student. Yeah, doing a project. And she met a lot of people there, man. And one of the guys in the movie, man, he was a big, huge drug dealer. Mm. He was about Mike Tyson's age. What was his name? Um, you mean Boy George? Boy George, yeah. yeah. Boy George. Yeah, he was a real guy. The real yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. I think he passed away recently. Yeah, I think yeah. So. He was in prison. He was a. The, he said, "Well, everybody was selling crack." He opened he up like, like they said. They said that New Jack City mm -hmm. was based, based on, on his heroin mm -hmm. houses. Yeah, because he he focused on heroin while everybody else focused on on crack. The same thing that uh, American Gangster uh, Frank. Oh yeah, Nikki Nikki Barnes. Yeah, so Nikki Barnes. So yeah. um, Frank Lucas. Frank Lucas. Yeah. So they would. Um, he he was young though, and he became a really big drug dealer. But this. She, he was the boyfriend of one of the girls who lived in the house that, yeah. that this journalist was, uh, was, was part of. And it was, it was all like some of these kids were in that movie, um, not not Breaking, the other one. Um, what's the other Breaking movie that came out of New York? 
not breaking one, breaking two, but it was in New York, and they had um. Oh, the uh, break about break dancing. Yeah, they have break dancing, and they have graffiti. You mean crush groove? Not crush groove. Before crush groove. Oh, oh, the one that crazy legs was crazy in. Crazy legs in it, yeah. Oh fuck! I know, I know the movie you're talking and then, about. Yo, Ramon, and it was Ro Ramon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Um, um, um and they have um, Run DMC. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know what movie you're talking about. Yeah, it's a good movie. Run DMC. That's not Run DMC. Not Crush Groove. Not Crush Groove though. That was before that. One of the kids. Oh man. Was in the was in. They mentioned him in Random Family. He got one of the girls pregnant. You're not talking about Cooley High. You're talking Coolie about. Nah, nah, nah. Not Cooley High. Yeah. Um. Um. Okay. Anyway, let's move yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We're not getting no. Well, you were the Warriors, huh? <laughs> the movie, the Warriors. I was, a, I was a PA on the Warriors. Yeah, believe it or not, I was a PA on the Warriors. You know when I when I was looking up the Warriors because I fucking love the Warriors. By the way, I found out that 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 actor comedian Robert Townsend, he was one of the Furies. Yeah. 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 No, I didn't know that. How did how did you get that job? Because I knew colors. Cause I had colors and uh, they needed some technical. Were those guys based on real guys or they're all make believe? Uh, it was based loosely based on real guys, but not. I mean, well, you know, that was the era. That was the era. It was dark back then, huh? Yeah, man. That was the era, man. You know that. Well, you 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 know that was the time that the South Bronx was burnt out. Best Eye was burnt out. The Lower East Side. I mean, it looked like bombs have hit these neighborhoods back then, you know? So the only thing that we could do back then is, like, join a gang, you know? That was, like, our extended family. You talking about Beat Street? Beat Street. Beat Street, right there. Beat That's Street. right. That there was a beat. Right. But, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> that, that that was, like, the gang thing back then. And um, what were those, um, um, when you're right about the bombing, like, I would look at all those buildings. They were all like they were like like someone blew them up, like a bunch blocks and Straight blocks slums, huh? of slums, man. Yeah, well, you know, you know what? What ha that happened? Well, I'm gonna tell you what happened. What happened back then? There were a lot of fucking greedy landlords that didn't want to provide heat to people Damn. that didn't want to fix up shit that was broke, and so they would pay some tecato, some junkie, you know, here's twenty dollars. And start a fire in that empty apartment up on the fifth floor to get everybody to move out. And then they, in turn, would collect the insurance for that building. So it was a whole scam. But so then, the, oh, go ahead. So, the, so then they'll sit there, the, the, the building will sit there empty until money came in and then they'll fix it up. No, right. no. I mean, they, they got demolished. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, 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 they, and those, those, a lot of those abandoned buildings were breeding grounds for Tecatos to go. They, that's where the shooting galleries were. But you know, and squatters and squatters started and taking squatters, over. Squatters, yeah. I, I lower was, East Side. I, on the Lower East Side, I was part of the squatting movement. Yeah. You know, and I moved there in '95. You were squatting? Um, oh hell yeah, bro. Where at? Yeah. On on Sixth Street between A and B. Oh my God, that's where I lived. I lived between B and C first, and then A and B. Pizza would pizza delivery, food deliveries wouldn't even stop, cross B. They wouldn't even. No, go they wouldn't even cross than, Avenue yeah. A. <laughs> <laughs> like, that bad. So well, I live between what, B and C, what, so I Were you there when the New York Poets Cafe was yeah, on, yeah, yeah, on yeah. 6th Street? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because that that I used to hang out in the place called Chara's, yeah. which was on Avenue B and 6th Street, right off the corner on the second floor. By the deli, and, like right there? Right in the corner. Mm -hmm. And and there we had a music studio downstairs called uh, Tu Casa. And so, oh, look at that. Nice. It's a small world. <laughs> yeah, I lived on 6th Street for the first five years of living in New York. Those are like <clears throat> two... 
No, that was 95 through 90, through 2000. Then I moved down to Fulton Street area. Wow. So you, um, so now what you working on? So you were a detective in France, now what? Now, uh, <laughs> Cold Black. Now I'm, working, now, now I'm a trauma nurse on a show called Cold Black based on L.A. County Hospital. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah, man. And uh, man, it's, one one. It's 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 amazing. I mean, cause um, LA Hospital had no joke, man. And no, you no freaking joke. Night, you get shot. In a, you get shot in LA in a drive by. They follow your ass to the hospital to make sure you died. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know they have. You, you ever hear homeboy drop off? No. So LA County, they they have this thing that. People would drop off somebody that got shot, and then they press this thing, and the alarm would ring inside, and they called it the homeboy drop-off because people would drop people off, and then that way there's no witnesses. Not want to come in. And right? Know. You know? So, yeah, man, there was a real thing called homeboy drop-off. But um, um, I, it's, it's, it's L.A. County Hospital, man. It's an amazing place. It's where emergency medicine was born. You know that before... There was a trauma center, emergency rooms, that they take you to an emergency room. It could be like a dentist treating your stab wound because they didn't have trauma uh, teams mm -hmm. back then. And that came out of L.A. County where emergency medicine was born. Mm -hmm. I make that whole speech in the beginning of, of the show. Damn. Awesome. My brother was, um, he was um, in the jail ward at the at General Hospital. And he got shot by the cops. Mm -hmm. That fool was like, he was like, he was like in a coma with his leg handcuffed to the bed just in case his soul tries to leave. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, he recovered though when he woke up. He didn't know why he was chained up. Bro, you shot that cop. That's why he chained up. <laughs> That's crazy. No, I've been doing this show for three years and, you know, I'm out here, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to do other things. Um, um, you know, to do a little producing, to uh, maybe do a little stand-up now. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Check out Luis. Oh, I don't yeah. know. Come to this. I'm not trying to take your job. <laughs> I would never do that. You're too, too the bad at job it. opening than this job. <laughs> People wake up in the morning, I want to do comedy. Go do it, homie. <laughs> yeah, man. Go do it, homie. You know, but uh, no, man, and, and I'm a... I love I love helping out the the East LA Boy and Girls Club, you know. Um, um, any any time I could I could throw a little something that way I do. Have you directed or produced anything yet? Um, the, um, I did a movie. I produced a movie called Puerto Ricans in Paris. I shot that with a bunch of my friends. You know, we shot in Prague, Paris, New York. It was a little movie that we did. That's the one I thought that was your detective in Paris. <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah. That one. Did you see that one? I saw it with a little French hat, a little beret. <laughs> yeah, man. I kept thinking, Rusty. That's it. <laughs> no, no, we shot that movie. We had fun doing it, man. It was just a little label love thing, so. We should just do a Born in East LA, another one, bro. But this time it was Louis Guzman gets lost in Germany, bro. <laughs> bro, I'll make it out of there. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I fuck that. Were you ever in a, a service, Navy, Marines? No. Um. Um. I. I look. The statements. Well, I, 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 I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna tell you the truth, bro. So you brought that up, all right? But I couldn't even fucking make it in the Cub Scouts, man. <laughs> okay. True story. You're like me, true bro. True story, puppy. True story. Ready? So my mom 
to keep me out of trouble, she would always try to get me into these things. So she go, Papa, I'm putting you into the Cub Scouts. You know, you're going to be fine. For three fucking months, for three months, it's like, okay, Guzman, your turn. What's the oath? Okay, a Cub Scout, promise to be loyal, <laughs> uh, respectful, healthy, uh, cool. And it's like, nah, but for three months, bro, they were, I, I would get that test every week for three months. And, I, and, and at the end, my mom shows up. The guy says, you know what, your son, you know, no, he can't, he can't. I could not remember the oath to save my life. <laughs> and I got kicked out of the And now down. you remember lines all the time. Oh, no shit. That's real everything. easy. <laughs> a, pro a producer, a director, a Catholic Bro, director. I am the youngest. Latino to ever gotten kicked out of Catholic school. <laughs> Did you hear that story? No. no, tell us. So, bro, bro. So, <laughs> what happened was, <laughs> I was in kin I was in kindergarten, you know. So the nun, I, something happened, and the nun hit me with that with that fucking stick. I hit her back. <laughs> they sent me to mother mother superior's office. I'm standing, I'm sitting in Mother Superior's office. My mother shows up. Mother Superior says, today was his last day. And I'm walking home with my mom. My mom's about to beat the shit out of me. But before she does, she asks me, why did you hit the nun? Because, Mommy, you always told me never to stay hit. And she hit me and I hit her back. I did what you told me. And that was the honest truth. And she looked at me. And she still smacked me outside my head. <laughs> and that was it. But it was the best thing that happened to me because look where I'm sitting today because of that moment. Who knew? On the What's Who Up knew? Podcast. Quien sabia. <laughs> Who knew? Quien sabia. Quien sabia. <laughs> ya tu sabes. Que milagro. Sin parar. Sin parar. What's up, Rodrigo? Chilling, man. You ever do any theater? I did theater back in the day. And um, I, did, I did this movie called, I mean, this play called Henry Lumper, that was written by a guy named Israel Horowitz. His son was one of the BC, BC boys. boys. And um, he's in a little trouble right now, huh? Who? Yep. Uh, yeah. Adam? No, the, the dad. The dad. Like, yeah. Really? To be honest with you, I don't follow that shit. Though. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Regardless because, of the fact. Because we're not in trouble. <laughs> right? Oh, oh shit. Don't say anything. <laughs> don't say anything, Felipe. I'm don't good. Say, Okay. I only harass my wife. Yeah. No, but check this out, man. So I did this fucking play, and um, and uh, it was fun. It was great. But one night I did like something that you're not supposed to do, right? I got a little stone before the play. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and my boy had some really good weed, and it's like, Cunha, man, it's three hours before the show. Fuck that. Let's go. So I figured, you know, oh, wow. the, uh, so, so I figured like, you know, by then, you know, the buzz will wear off. I get to the theater. I am fucking buzzing. I am hyperdrive. I'm sweating. I'm sweating. I'm sweating. I do the play. Everything seems like slow motion, <laughs> right? At the end of the play, like the director always gave notes to people. I, I never got notes, which is a good thing. But that night I got a note and I got I didn't want to open the note. I finally opened the note. <laughs> Where'd you get that weed? No, 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 no. Fucking open the note. It says, 
your best performance yet. <laughs> Shut up. Because <laughs> Homeboy wrote another killer play, too, like the Indian takes Damn. the bumps, right? A little classic. Yeah, 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 yeah. I never saw that one, but, yeah, that was the only play I ever did. So, Miami Vice. Hell yeah, though. To now. To now, man. Who knew? Who knew? You know? But like I said, Papi, like, for me, the, the main thing was always to stay humble and really never forget where you come from and always be a giving person, man, you know? Like, I didn't have to do this, but I wanted to. Why? Thank you. Because it was yeah. you, you know? Because that's like, like, I said, oh, hell fucking yeah, Felipe. Yeah, man. That's what's up, fool. That's what's up, fool. You got both the ear. You got the ear on the streets on both coasts. <laughs> that's it. You know and what I mean? So, Oh, yeah, and you're going to New York, man. Yeah. You go to New York in, in in January. Play, PlayStation Theater, January thirteenth. January thirteenth. Mm -hmm. So yeah, hopefully um, I'll come into New York and check you out. Stop by, bro. Do a guest spot, five yeah. minutes, ten minutes. Yeah, whatever you want. Oh fuck, I will. Yeah. You know yeah. I will. We'll write you down I for twenty minutes. I can talk that New York shit up there. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> or you could just host or, or introduce whatever no, you want. No, man. Do. Whatever or you want. So, to do. Or we'll introduce you. Yeah, man. Or you can introduce him. Bro, bro, bro. Uh, you know. <laughs> I mean, that'd be crazy, huh? Yeah, that would be insane. We'll wear a pachanga jacket, bro. No shit. <laughs> Your pachanga jacket, I threw that out. Um, I used to have a pachanga jacket. You had a, pa you you had a pachanga jacket? Yeah. This when jacket. When you mentioned pachanga jacket, I remember you from that movie, bro, right? And then I said, you know what? <laughs> Pachanga's wearing the same fucking jacket that Donnie Brasco was wearing in Donnie Brasco, the brown one. You know, the brown... Yeah, yeah. And so every time I, I will put on my bra dude, it was I, like a brownish red. I got to I got to fights with my jacket that the sleeves ripped right here from socking people, and um, or just getting into a wrestling fight with somebody. But uh, that my, was that was your my wife. Every time I, my wife will see me wear that jacket, she knows that I'm gonna be gone for three days. I knew oh, I knew he had fallen off the wagon. No <laughs> shit. Yeah, nope. jacket. Burn that. I did. I threw it away. Burn that shit. It was like, Fuck did that. you ever see the Twilight Zone where the guy puts on the shoes of the dead man, the dead gangster <laughs> guy, and he becomes <laughs> like a gang. Like, he takes on the persona of that guy. Uh huh. That's what this jacket was like. Oh Jekyll my god! Like it was like costume, Jekyll and Hyde. That sort of fucking jacket was a sin. It was. It looks better bad. in black though. Oh. That jacket had holes and the and the pockets for me looking for cables of crack that I thought I lost. It was bad news. <laughs> Bro, you used to find shit the in the pockets that jacket. weren't pockets. It's like, uh, oh, yeah. There's a picture of me with that jacket. Um, I want to see a picture of that jacket. I, a picture of that jacket. I got, I got, no. Louis, there's a picture of me, there's a picture of me with that jacket. Nine years and ago. I'm wearing like a gangster hat. And I have braids too, bro. Oh yeah, I braided Looking every like time I braided. Every time I braided your hair too, you'd fall off the wagon. <laughs> oh girl, so you were enabling then? I didn't know it. That's fucked up. I said, "Papi, you gotta go. Come here, let me braid that hair." <laughs> said braids. Damn, yo, yo, see, see that bro? jacket should be you, in the Smithsonian, you, I bro. Know. Uh, Felipe, you never heard that perspective, huh? Locked never, man. Oh yeah, you're enabling me, man. What? It was the true pachanga jacket. So, but papi, 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 love that jacket. Should I ever see you in braids, man? We're taking you down. <laughs> yeah, okay? tackle him wherever you see you know him. You know what I'm saying? I put on braids, bro. I look like Queen Latifah in that movie. Set it off. <laughs> Coco. Oh, did you ever see me in braids? No. Oh. Yes, you were in braids in that movie, Anger Management. That's right. Oh wow. That shit fucking hurt, dude. Here's that jacket. Let me see that jacket. And look, and I, and I can't I'm, expand and the picture. Crazy. <laughs> That's the beginning of the night. Oh, <laughs> shit. 
<laughs> oh shit. That's the, That's the jacket from hell. Yeah, yeah, man. Damn. Post that up. Oh wait, and here you are with an afro wearing that jacket about to oh, go out on Halloween. Oh no! On Halloween. Oh, yeah. this Halloween night, I got so <laughs> I didn't make it. I passed out somewhere. Okay. All right, just for that, I'm gonna show you my afro. Well, I'm, gonna show, I'm gonna show you my afro picture. Cause we all, yeah. bro, 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 really? Okay, here we go. We down. We down. I gotta find that. All right, here we go. Here Look we go. out. Look out, cause it's about. To get, oh shit! I got, I got, bro, it's coming. You pay, say something. You got <laughs> the, we got the vinyl for <laughs> sale. It's coming up soon. We you have know, Christmas you know, sweaters you know. for sale. Christmas yeah. sweaters for sale. Look. They'll be gone on January first. Yes, we won't sell them anymore. Okay, well, Rodrigo Torres wearing his coat jacket. Yeah. You ever had an Afro, Rodrigo? Nah, my hair will just stick out like all. Oh, yeah, shit. I remember you, you, were, you were letting your hair grow long, but it was going bad. <laughs> I cut that shit off when I fell off like the a house. Bunion. Do you have that picture? The picture's lost in the <laughs> ozone. Back in Australia. Now back. Every, every time you will see um, Louis Guzman in a movie, you know, oh, that's that guy, huh? Oh, hell yeah, dude. It's a character actor. That's that's him. When oh, I seen shit. him on Saturday, I was oh, starstruck. Shit. I was like, what the Look fuck? Look at that. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Look at oh, that. Wow. Oh, I have seen that pic. Oh, wait, I think I saw it on his page. Wow. Yeah, yeah That's bro. That's amazing. Your father is aborigine. You have, ah! I know. You have t-shirts of that, right? Or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. You have yeah, one. Yeah, I, I want to get one yeah. of those t-shirts. Give me one of those t-shirts. I want one. <laughs> I like oh, yeah. it. Wow, bro. You know what, eh? You, you could tell, bro, like, other, other. How many drugs was I on? He had that bad boy look that the lady like. You could look have been that. in Warriors. Who was a comedian from Puerto Rico that was really good, but he died? Oh, he, comes out. he was no. a ghost. He was he a ghost. A... Oh, 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 Rick oh. Aviles. Rick Aviles. Yeah, that's who you remind me so, of. Every so, time we got so, roaches, we got roaches. Yes. Yeah. Bro, let me tell you so, let me let me tell you a story. Okay? Type our next. And I promise you, th- we're going to be hanging out one day, and this is going to happen. I'm letting you now up front. Yes? Oh, no. Okay. How many people come up to me and say, yo, I love you and girls, but... Why did you have to kill Patrick Swayze? <laughs> I swear to God, bro. Not you. Like, if I got a nickel, yeah. if I got a nickel for every person that has told me that, I own fucking Warner Brothers right now. And an <laughs> island. Okay? But I have to tell people. Bro, one day I, I one day I was in Detroit changing flights. And this little old lady, and she comes up, I love you and ghosts. And I felt so bad. And I said, no, honey, I wasn't in ghosts. I'm sorry. So she goes, so what were you in? I said, uh, you ever see the, the Count of Monte Cristo? She said, oh, my God, my favorite movie. I said, I was in the Count of Monte Cristo. And she goes, no, you weren't. And <laughs> from that day on, anybody that says, I love you and goes, I go, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Right? Right? No, Rick Avila's boy, he to host the Apollo. Yeah, man. He goes, we got roaches and roaches. Well, how many? Oh, okay, there you go. There you go. Who's that, Robin? Uh, Robin, yeah. <laughs> so I, here goes a nice trivia question. How many people in a movie have worn the Robin outfit? Three. You in, uh, you in a movie and Eminem in a video. <laughs> Three? What, what were they? Who were they? Gary O'Connell, right? I mean, not, that's not his name. What's his O'Donnell. name? O'Donnell. O'Donnell. Yeah. Chris O'Donnell, 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 yeah, not Jerry O'Connell. Chris O'Donnell, and then uh, and then Bert, the real Robin, and then Bert, Bert, what's it, Bert yeah. uh, Young, Bert Ward, 
Burt Ward. Ward. Yeah, Burt Ward. And, and me. Then, yeah. Wow. A Boricua, a Latino, wearing the yeah. rabbit outfit. Nice. Think about that. But the are still for Rican. <laughs> you understand? Know yeah. Oh, yeah. Batman and Ruben. <laughs> Batman and Ruben. Yeah, man, so Rick Avila, he's a, he's a funny-ass comedian, bro. He told the Apollo, yeah. look him up, people. Google him. He tell what you call you know, there's the roaches and roaches. Well, you ever hear the, the shit that he does about the pigeons in Tompkins Square Park, like nodding out? He invited me to his apartment because he lived around the corner. So he said, Papa, I'm going to do my new routine for you. And I'm like, okay, got it. And then he, like, doing this. He stops after 15 minutes and says, what's the matter, Papa? You don't find this funny? He said, oh, no, no, no. White people going to laugh. It's just, you know, we're from the hood, bro. We know the fucking pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> What's the other one, bro? The one, the, the one to perform on the street, Burnett. Uh, Charles Barnett. Charles Barnett. Oh, Charlie Barnett. Charlie Barnett. You Charlie Barnett. Oh hell yeah! Was he really like on it? Like he'd have big crowds all the time, all like the, tons of crowds, like right? like like two three hundred people. At what park? In Washington Square Park. Because I remember you mentioned that in the movie, in the movie, um, in that movie on Carlitos Way, you said they shot a mama there in front of Washington Park. Yeah. But bro, Charlie Barnett he was, was big, a, right? He was a performer, he, super performer. He, he, he was the shit, you know. It, it was a DC cat. It, it was, mm -hmm. it was, it was, it was just so sad though, because like you know, with Rick, you know, Rick died of AIDS and stuff like that, you know, and 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 I think Charlie died, you know, from from drug abuse and stuff, you know. But you know, they were like really, these guys were really fucking. They were the real fucking deal, man. The and, real um, flavor, right there. Huh? Oh yeah, man. And it was just so sad, man. But you know, they gave us. You know, for the time that they were around, man, they gave us some really good shit. You know, good, good, great time. So you got to see them perform live all the time. And Charlie Barnett in the streets all the time. Big, huh? Big time, huge. He was one of the first guys to do um the Chinese voice, huh? Because the the, uh, the impression. Yeah, yeah. And the comparisons too, because a lot of when like when, this, when we were talking to Sully, you know, Sully McCullough, he was the comedian you saw on Saturday, the black comedian. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was telling us too that um that that um Dave Chappelle. Whoopi Goldberg took a lot from Charlie Barnett's style. Everybody did. Yeah. Everybody did because Charlie was so fucking, you know what? Charlie didn't care, you know? And he had that rhythm to him and he had that life to him. And man, he just put it all out there. And he was very confident on himself and he was great. That's what I want, man. I want people to be talking to me afterward. Not about it. Felipe, Felipe was funny, bro. Fuck that. They said <laughs> that fool had four hours of solid material. Who? Charlie Barnett. Easy, easy. He would do like a lot of shows. Like I remember when um they were m making that movie, and we um what's his name um M Michael Collier. Michael Collier, he's a famous street performer. He's a comedian too. He was in um House Party Three. He's been in a lot of movies. And he said that um he because he's a street performer in Venice Beach. He said, Nah, man, Charlie Burnett came in one weekend. He was filming here in L.A. Man, he was clearing at least. It was five G's of performance. Easy, uh, easy, like cash. easy, easy. In the streets, bro. But the problem was, back in those days, our guys didn't know how to handle that fucking money because most of it went on blow, and the other half, you know, like just treating people and shit, you know? So I mean, that was, that was the problem, you know? But, you know, that was the problem, too, not only for comedians, and but, you know, fucking athletes back in those days, man, when they were making all that. You know how do, how you figure this? How how does a guy sign a hundred and fifty million dollar contract, and four years later he's bankrupt? I know, man. You know, I remember, I remember Chris Rock did a documentary about uh, 
a famous New York Knicks player that he was like the best, the best New York Knicks player, but that fool was partying hard. Oh yeah. And, and you're talking. Oh Ray Williams. Yeah, you go. Yeah, Ray Williams and Sugar Ray Richardson. Yeah, they were supposed to be big, huh? They were. They, they were big. Partied hard. But, you know the story goes, man, because that was before random drug testing. These brothers be like, yeah. On a good one, bro. Putting it down. Yeah. He had a triple double on an eight ball. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, back in the day when um, these athletes would meet the drug dealer in the bathroom during the game. Yeah, yeah. That's what they, like that guy from Boston, right? From yeah. the Celtics who was, he crossed the bridge. He walked in his uniform mm-hmm. waiting for his drug dealer. He was hooked. Yeah, but that, I mean, that, but that was stuff back in the day. Okay, let's bring it back to the neighborhood. Let's bring it back <laughs> to the neighborhood. What's up, everybody? What's up, What's up, fool? What's up, fool podcast? Popping that Luis frequency. Guzman, Rodrigo Torres. Yeah, man. Lisa Sparza. Thank you, very Man, you know, anything else you want to add? You, you want to no, tell bro, people I, to I watch? Just, the... I just want you to keep doing your thing. I'm keep do representing, it. man. And, um, you, you know, you're a class act, you know, and and uh, you're funny as shit and really proud of you. I'm really proud to be sharing the space with you guys. So. Likewise, brother. Thank you for sharing. We're not worthy. Not even. But thank you for the praise. <laughs> oh, man, now we got goosebumps. Oh, Papa, Papa, just do me a favor. Just check out that your car battery is still there. When you run it, <laughs> you know, because I have I have I have Pepe and Lilo out waiting for oh, me. Oh, we have a lock, man. That that took me back, bro, to locking up your car with a lock, locking up your. Yeah, bridge. remember you had to put that fucking shit around your steering wheel. My and dad shit? used to close the car before he closed the hood. He would pull some um plug out, bro, a sparks plug out for the car won't start. They try to steal it. <laughs> Because our car was stolen twice by the same person. Back in the days, those old cars just go in there and just unhook the hood and it'll pop. Yeah, Mira man. Mira little ratero. Oh, hey. <laughs> right here, wheel man over here. <laughs> What's up, fool? We got Rodrigo the repo man over here. Lisa on the wheel of steel. Aaron over there on quietly over there. Aaron's doing on thing. the wheels of steel. Veronica over here chilling, taking notes, yelling at Cap G. We got <laughs> Luis Guzman right here came in like a soldier. Yeah, man. Please watch um, Cold Black and what um, if you want to w- do something fun this this holiday weekend, smoke a fat blunt. <laughs> um, look for Luis Guzman on IMDb and watch all his movies in yeah, a man. row. It's a good read. It's a good read, man. Over <laughs> three hundred movies. Yeah, I made it up. Okay, I'm so happy you did. <laughs> What's up, fool? Okay, I'm cracking this. Thank you very much, everybody who showed up. Later. Tears run down from my eyes, Lord, somebody, ooh, somebody, can anybody find me somebody to love? Alexa, play hits from Queen. Okay. Somebody to love. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.